This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. personal was Margaret Thatcher's battle with the IRA during the hunger strikes of 1980 to 1981? And how did the death of 10 IRA strikers affect her political leadership, her family relationships and decision making? Hello, good morning and you're very welcome to Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108 with me, Susan Cahill. Well, this morning's show looks at one of the darkest chapters in Irish and British history and the battle of wills between Margaret Thatcher and the Republican movement. Historian and author Thomas Hennessy discusses the moral and political dilemmas facing Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher during this tense and bitter crisis and controversially asks, could the hunger strikes have been called off? She was someone who took her religious belief quite seriously. I mean, I think it's in 1988 she actually took a conscious decision to start reading the Old Testament. Then she did take life and lost her life seriously. I mean, in the Falklands War, we see the same sort of thing. She cried over deaths that happened to British servicemen and naval personnel during the Falklands and so on. So she was not untouched by any of these. But that religious conviction also, as I said, reinforced her belief in what was right and what was wrong. And from Leanne to L.A., theatre critic Eamon Jordan assesses the creative instincts and startling vision of Irish playwright and screenwriter Martin McDonagh. This morning's show is about truth and courage, leadership and choice, individualism and tenacity. But first, when Margaret Thatcher died in April 2013, the president of Sinn Féin, Gerry Adams, offered a scorching assessment of her political legacy. He stated, Margaret Thatcher did great hurt to the Irish and British people during her time as Prime Minister. Here in Ireland, her espousal of old draconian militaristic policies prolonged the war and caused great suffering. Her failed efforts to criminalise the Republican struggle and the political prisoners is part of her legacy. She will be especially remembered for her shameful role during the epic hunger strikes of 1980 and 1981. Her policy failed miserably. The hunger strikes of 1980 to 1981 were a confrontation between British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and the Iron Will of Irish Republican prisoners in the H-blocks of Loch Kesh in an attempt to break the British policy of criminalising paramilitary prisoners. The prisoners' ultimate demand to be granted a special category status that distinguished them from other prisoners led to two hunger strikes. The first in 1980 ended without success for the prisoners. The second, led by Bobby Sands, resulted in 10 prisoners starving themselves to death. The consequences of the hunger strikes changed Irish politics and British-Irish relations forever, beginning the long path to peace with the signing of the Good Friday Agreement in 1998. Now with the release of recently disclassified documents, Thomas Hennessy examines the origins and evolution of this horrific prisoner's dispute. Hunger strike Margaret Thatcher's battle with the IRA attempts to correct the Republican narrative and illuminate some of the central figures in this highly charged and emotive history. The book asks some big and controversial questions. Could the hunger strikes have been called off? And 
how close did it actually get? Thomas Hennessy's book is an incredibly engrossing read and uniquely argues that despite Sinn Féin's electoral success in Northern Ireland and the Republic, the position of Gerry Adams for achieving United Ireland is now the same as Mrs Thatcher was in 1981, the most hated figure in modern Irish republicanism. And what's even more revealing is that while Thatcher publicly claimed she would never talk to terrorists, Thomas Hennessy masterfully shows how she personally authorised and altered documents sent down a secret back channel to Gerry Adams and the IRA. Most definitely this woman was on top of her brief. Well, despite all these intriguing revelations, what makes this book so interesting is the individual stories of the hunger strikers and the complex interplay of physical, emotional, psychological and political dynamics that faced each striker every gruelling day. Hunger strike Margaret Thatcher's battle with the IRA is without doubt a hugely thought-provoking and compelling account of one of the most divisive and seminal events in modern Irish history. It's meticulously researched, balanced and accessible and thoroughly deserves a read. I have to say, I couldn't put it down. Well, earlier in the week, I gave Thomas Hennessy, Professor of Modern British and Irish History at Canterbury Christ Church University, a call and had a really interesting, if a little disturbing, conversation on all the ins and outs of the hunger strikes and all the messing behind the scenes. Thomas began the interview by explaining how personally and emotionally invested Margaret Thatcher was in Northern Ireland. When I was growing up, Mrs Thatcher just came to power. I was about 11 when she became Prime Minister. And coming from my background, which was basically essentially a sort of uh, working class labour background, you know, I was brought up in an Irish Catholic um, family in um, Kilburn in northwest London, sometimes called the 33rd County of Ireland. And there was tremendous hostility in my family towards uh, Margaret Thatcher. So I had a particular view growing up and from other points of view, what had happened with um, the minor strike, mass unemployment. The image I had certainly growing up of Mrs Thatcher was of a very hard-nosed, uncaring person. And what does come through in these files, not, not merely with the hunger strike in Ireland, but also other files as well, is that she could have low points. She could be affected and be emotionally upset about various things. That is an eye-opener as well, but it shouldn't surprise us because, you know, the image one has of these sorts of people and major historical figures isn't necessarily always what goes on behind us. How personal was Northern Ireland to Margaret Thatcher? Well, I think Margaret Thatcher had a personal affinity with unionists in Northern Ireland. So she felt that they were British and as long as they wanted to remain part of the United Kingdom, she would support them. And I think that was a natural feeling. She was naturally a unionist. Enoch Powell was also an Ulster unionist MP by this stage. And he was somebody who she actually admired and respected for his knowledge on the Constitution and so on. I think there was a natural affinity. And also, she was aware of personal loss because she'd lost Airy Neve to an INLA bomb attack at the House of Commons in 1979, just as the general elections campaign started. And so she knew what personal loss was, particularly relating to Ireland. Airy Neve had been her mentor. He'd encouraged her to run for the leadership of the Conservative Party when no one thought she stood a chance. And he managed her um, successful campaign to become leader. So all in all, she was aware of Northern Ireland very much on a personal level and also emotionally on a political level. And Thomas, of course, we had the death 
of Lord Mountbatten in 1979 and that really horrified her. It horrified her and it also horrified Jack Lynch, the Taoiseach. He said in a message, personal message to Mrs Thatcher, that he was ashamed, as many people in the Republic of Ireland were, and that it had happened on their soil. And the shock of that, though, allowed her also to put pressure on Mr Lynch and try and get the Irish government to be more flexible or cooperative in security matters on the border. And that led directly to things.